This episode of Yalabad is brought to you by Manscaped, a company that helps you take care of your balls. Right, Terrence? Yeah, and we're not just talking about uh, a company, but we're talking about the best in men's below-the-waist grooming because they offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. So Manscaped just launched in Singapore with a fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. In case you don't know what Lawnmower is, it's the thing that you use to cut grass. La. They've actually sent something to us as well. And Harish, what are you planning to do with your Manscaped products? I mean, I will admit that um, there is a lot of growth uh, in the sense that if I needed to do a hair transplant, there's a lot of choices for me la, on my body from where to get my hair from. So I, I do want to try this product. And they didn't just give like a me- mechanical razor. No. Like they also gave some creams, some deodorant, a pair of boxes so I haven't used it yet but the product the packaging looks fucking dope the tagline is your balls will thank you Uh, what more could you say and yeah I'm just gonna give updates on my progress over the the next episodes intermittently as and when there's updates to give yeah and because we're all for racial harmony so I will also be trying out the products but uh, meanwhile (laughs) as a listener you can get 20% off Manscaped products with free shipping with the promo code YLB at manscaped.com so that's YLB Yalabad uh. YLB at manscaped.com and the product looks so good that even if you're a woman and you don't have uh, balls to take care of you can get it for someone you know who might because the packaging is dope uh, and, and they actually made the whole process of grooming uh, cool check it out check out their website check out their products and use our damn promo code man and on to the podcast what is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terence? A touch of humor as much as possible. As much as possible. This yeah. week started with PM Lee, and then we had the wonderful Zai Ismail in the house. Mm, and today mm. we are back to the current affairs. Yeah, the very enlightening for two uh, podcast creators to come together. And really, yeah, yeah. it's. I think that that's like the cutting edge of podcast production, uh, That podcast, uh, right? Because it's, it's like in, I think the two minds, uh, is in. I mean, three of us, uh, But you know, the, the minds generally of two big podcasts coming together mm. to talk about podcasts. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, after that, like for for those of you listeners, we actually carried on talking with Zah for like half an hour, talking about other ways we could work together, uh, Because there's so much potential, man. Mm-hmm. So much potential. Yeah. So exciting yeah. times. Yeah. Um but yeah, like any thoughts on the week? Uh you what do you mean thoughts on the week? Just general. Uh, <laughs> uh no, it's been it's just, I don't know why I felt I don't know why I felt compelled to ask that question. No, no, no. There, there is something. It's been raining like crazy la, in August. Yeah. For August is it has. and and why is the reason? Uh, uh because of the it's something to do with Indian India, India. <laughs> right? Uh, okay, I wasn't asking because of that. I was asking you specifically because it's Indian. I know, I know Indian you purposely asked. You purposely asked the Indian person to explain why there's the problem with the weather now that has something to do with India. It's, it's the, the Indian dipole. Indian Ocean dipole, not Indian dipole. La. You know, <laughs> everything also through the, ra- the lens of race. Indian Ocean also become racial issue. <laughs> Indian Ocean Dipole correct correct Indian Ocean Indian Dipole Indian Ocean Dipole yes so <laughs> Indian Ocean. because of that we are experiencing we might experience heavier rain over the next two months at first I thought it was because of the general trends of climate change but apparently this does happen every few years mm. right the Dipole Correct. Yeah, that's why the rain has been insane. I fucking love this weather. Yeah, I yeah, fucking yeah. love it. It's beautiful. It helps that we're not shooting anything outside uh, mm. because that would be a bitch. But mm. did you see the videos of the floods in New York or not? Yes, New York and Philadelphia it's and New Jersey. Crazies, yeah. Yeah, the, the, yeah. In the subways and everything, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I know the record rainfall for Central Park, which previously previously stood at 40 mm in an hour. A few weeks ago, it reached 49 mm. This past weekend, it reached 80. So it just mm. it just destroyed the record. Mm. But holy shit, man! And I mean, I think the the forecast for September is that Singapore won't be as wet, but it'll still be as cold. Mm. Which 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 it's is awesome. something to look forward to, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. in the grander scheme of things, if that's caused by climate change, uh, that's not something to look forward to. But in the short term. Uh, small victories, yeah, uh, small victories. Yeah, yeah, small win. Small win. Small win in, in the last for the last two years that we've had, especially. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. correct. But, but yes. other than that, what else are we trying to tell? Uh, are we are we going to talk about? Uh, 
You mean the news or just no, 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 the segue into the... I think the segue the, into the, the... Yeah. The, the segue, which is... In, at the start of the episode, it is the plug. Yes. It is the plug to us, anyone listening to this podcast, uh, that if this podcast or any other episode has brought a smile to your face, has made you think, mm. has made you feel something deep down inside, it would be great if you could just share the link to the show to at least one other person mm. that you know. Correct, um, correct. Whose ears we can also get into. La. Yep, yep. That's right. Cool. And, but uh, talking about, we we talked about, you know, podcasters at the top of the game. Uh, this mm. one, this serious topic is about the podcast at the top of the game. The OG, man. Yes. The number the one OG. podcast in the world, I believe. Yeah, like for real. Number, he's the biggest podcaster on Spotify. Yeah. And not just like in terms of like individual. I think in general, he mm. gets the most number of downloads. Like, yeah. Competing with the, the ones from NPR and... Who knows what? He gets the highest number. Yes. And what is the news around this person, Terence? Mr. Joe Rogan himself has tested positive mm. for COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And why is it so significant? I mean, because we're all fanboys of Joe Rogan and everything, yeah, yeah, he, says, everything he says, we, yeah. we're like, oh my God. But, but, it's but, gospel, it's gospel. <laughs> but, but the truth is, um, there's also a lot of criticism uh, about him these past few months because he's... I think he has sort of represented the... He's been the face of uh, not, not anti-vaxxers, but vaccine hesitancy. You know, mm. there's a, you, let's, let's, if you really want to go in the weeds and, and really uh, focus on the words, yeah, not everyone who doesn't want to take the vaccine is an anti-vaxxer, uh, mm. but they can say that they are very hesitant about taking the vaccine because they don't believe or they believe that, you know, the research was rushed and it was developed too quickly without real testing and everything involved. Uh. And so for mm. themselves, they're not telling people not to take the vaccine, but themselves and probably their families, they might be refraining from the vaccine. Uh. So he uh, has been known to have said quite a few things, you know, about, oh, you know, COVID-19 is not that serious. Uh, it's not as serious. It's like a common cold. And, you know, if you're healthy, you take your vitamins, you work out, you really shouldn't be too worried about it. So so why rush to take the vaccine? Uh? He said stuff like yeah. that, uh, right? Yeah, I mean, literally, he said on his podcast, and I quote, if you're like 21 years old and you say to me, should I get vaccinated? I'll go, no. If you're a healthy person and you're exercising all the time and you're young and you're eating well, I don't think you need to worry about this. Mm. Um, but the thing is that Joe Rogan did get vaccinated. He did? Oh, he, really? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Are you sure? Um, he Has he not? Uh, of course, I've been reading that he he didn't get vaccinated. Oh, he didn't. Yeah. Oh, I think he was just testing himself. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. He did not. He has not the gotten the vaccine yet. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Okay. Mm. So so maybe maybe it's 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 worth going into the history. So so um he has been very. But but you vocal. got the you got the correct history. Yeah. Not the uh, not the misinform misinformation history <laughs> from the one from the one fact that I got wrong. <laughs> yeah, the, only the most important fact. <laughs> so so okay so because I mean both Terence and I have been listening to Joe Rogan for a while and throughout mm. the past year and a half la. So mm. I'm not going to give like an exact chronology, but there have been many times where he's uh questioned the lockdowns. He's questioned the. Mm. Uh, not the existence of COVID. I think to his credit, he hasn't questioned, but he has questioned the seriousness of it mm. uh, and whether the, the 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 downside of locking down everyone in terms of the businesses and all that it, it is worth the 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 protection from the virus, mm. So with many guests, he's always said, okay, um, the main thing is if you're healthy, yeah, this wouldn't be a concern. Mm. And he did do a lot of testing. I think all his guests were tested very often. He was tested mm. very often. But there was always... He, and the nature of his show is he always entertains the theories of his guests. Sometimes pushes back, sometimes doesn't push back. Mm. And I know when he had Elon Musk on the second time when Elon Musk was getting uh, criticized for not closing down his factories, they mm. also had a discussion about how the lockdowns are not good. Like, and they are not... Uh, they are worse. They are putting the country in a worse position. Like. So mm. that's been his general stance. And he's con he's gotten a lot of flack over the years. No? It's not... Yeah. Not just now. I think in April, even the White House and the Dr. Fauci all said that um, yeah, like he he shouldn't be doing this because uh, of his influence and the spread of his listeners. Mm -hmm. But okay, just before, I know there was a thank you for the very succinct summary of everything. But I just wanted to mm -hmm. uh, 
go to the bit more emotional side of, of things. Uh. Why yeah. why is Joe Rogan so popular? Like to you as a listener, why why has Joe Rogan over the years, you know, the guy who used to be known for hosting Fear Factor. Fear Factor. And and then being a UFC commentator. Why is it in, in like the last five to ten years he's become so popular and so I mean, basically anyone who's into podcasts probably listens or has listened to a Joe Rogan podcast before, like, right? Um mm. why is it that he's so popular and, and and I mean there's still a lot of mainstream people who don't know who he is, like, right? But uh yeah, for yeah. for a significant percentage of the population, I would say that he's one of the most uh, he's seen as a you know a very a very beloved figure. Like, why is it so what you think? I mean, I think it's because so so for those of you who might not be the most aware of his format, it's basically him sitting down opposite a guest and talking from anywhere between one hour to three hours to four hours. Mm. And the guests he gets are like Elon Musk and, and Neil deGrasse Tyson and there's never a, a set questions and it really feels like organic conversation. So I think from what I see and from what I've read up, because a lot of people have wrote about him and why he's so popular, mm. he basically feels like a, a, a safe space. And I say safe space in air quotes for anyone who has an opinion on something that that they can qualify with at least some sort of evidence or, or backing. So people mm. from the left and the right and the center, they are all in some way welcomed on his show. Mm. And in an age where media is so fucking polarized, right? Like if you appear on CNN, you have to be left. If you appear on Fox, you have to be right. Mm. His space is one of those spaces where you get a range of guests. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. And and I think a lot of his listeners tend to skew male. Um, mm. so, so because he also is the stereotypically masculine type, like, you know, he works out. He he goes hunting. He's into MMA. Uh, so that he's a dude's dude, lah. He's a dude's dude. Mm, mm, mm. That's right. So I think, yeah, I think for me, those are some of the things, some of the reasons why. What about you? Uh? What do you think? Uh? uh, yeah, I think he. I mean, he's not young, right? He's in his fifties already. He's fifty-one, yeah, I think. Fifty-one, and like he's a yeah, like he's a dude's dude. Goes hunting, you know. Watches UFC, you know, like like. He thinks like musicals are for for losers. Pussies, yeah. in his word, right? In, in his, his word, pussies. pussies. In his words. Uh, pussies. So yeah, he's like that kind of like, almost like, I mean, if you talk about toxic masculinity, this is almost, I mean, that's almost the face of it, right? You know, like balding and, and very, very manly and tattoos and all that kind of stuff, right? So, so. But I, mean, I wouldn't say he's toxic. No, no, no. Like I'm, just, I'm just using yeah. that in a more flippant kind of way to describe him. But, but it's, but I, I don't think he's, I feel What's unique about him is that he is that way, or he appears to be that way, but at the same time, he also seems to have be very open minded and very uh, generous in terms of giving people time la, to listen to them mm. and talk about what they you know what they believe in, uh, even down to very uh, what 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 we appears to be very mundane issues like you know when when the, remember that that documentary about veganism came out, the game changers, mm. like he almost mm. was like the the mediator between like the two sides that were arguing about this, right? And mm, it, it mm, was mm. a very controversial topic that probably, you know, yeah, la, I mean, people's diet, la, that's, it's not like something that you debate in parliament or anything, anything like that. But in popular culture, I think it was being debated and his, his podcast was seen as like a, a fantastic place to 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 hear both sides of the story. La. And he yeah, gave, and yeah. to his credit, he gives both sides uh, equal equal amount of time as well. But, but he also... Uh, there's also criticism because he does give conspiracy theories like Alex Jones and all uh, mm. uh, airtime as well when when other net platforms are taking the, taking him down. Uh. Uh, I think last year at one point Donald Trump was like like saying that Joe uh, Joe Biden and him should have a debate uh, on on Joe Rogan's show, like, right? You know, yeah, during the presidential yeah, uh. So so he has entered mainstream consciousness as a like you say a very safe space where. People can come forward and talk about it, and and yeah, like you you feel that like even though this guy is like this big man, and 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 very manly, I mean, but he's not going to judge you based on that, like he'll judge you based on the quality of your ideas, like right. Mm, mm, mm. So so it's yeah. been it's been um yeah there are some some of his podcasts that you listen to that really are eye opening, and you really really feel like you learn something from listening to them, uh. 
Yeah, and I mean, he's also been at it for a long time. Like, he mm. started off, I think, in 2011. Mm. And and right now, he's almost closing in on 2,000 episodes. Yeah. So, he has that longevity. I mean, if it, it helps that he's in entertainment, like, right? Mm. I mean, he does stand-up comedy now with Dave Chappelle. So, he's up there in terms of stand-up comedy with UFC. Yeah. But also, I think he came up at the time when people were starting to get a little cynical about mainstream media. Mm -hmm. I mean, a few years ago, I used to enjoy watching interviews on shows like Stephen Kobe and Trevor Noah. Now I can't fucking stand those interviews because Mm. I know behind it, there's no way they would entertain something that is maybe a bit more uh, right uh, Mm. in terms of opinion. Because everything there is very left. And I think Mm -hmm. beyond a point, you want to hear another perspective. But and and right now I think he gets upwards of what like almost three hundred million downloads a month or mm. something. It's it's crazy numbers. Yeah, huh? right. Yeah. Um. But the other thing but, I also would would add about his popularity is that um yeah because he he was doing it he's been doing it for almost ten years already right, and mm. he didn't start off with with interviewing Elon Musk's and 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 and, and uh Quentin Tarantino from the start. In fact, his podcast was like. He was basically interviewing other comedians and just generally anyone that he found interesting, right? So, so yeah, from so, his basement, yeah, yeah, from his basement, and and you and last time was really like, uh, the quality of the video was really bad and the lighting was bad and, and stuff like that. But over the years, it's gotten better. But um, it's always felt like, like you literally were watching someone from do you know starting from his his basement. You know, slowly making it, and now he's like, you know, Netflix. I mean, not Netflix. Sorry, Spotify. What had a big multi hundred hundreds of millions of dollar deal for him to be exclusive yeah. to Spotify, right? So for two years only, more. Yeah, for two years. So yeah. it's almost like that that the Justin Bieber effect, like, Where you watch this kid grow up, and and you were there when he was a, a nobody, like, Right. So I think a mm-hmm. lot of long time listeners also feel that affinity for Joe Rogan that way, like. Yeah. So, I mean, so I guess because of the nature of his content, which has sparked controversy in the past, I mean, he's been labeled as homophobic, mm. um, transphobic, and misogynistic and all. But, I mean, I think sometimes it the, the stuff he says gets taken out of context. Mm. But regardless, since the Spotify deal where he's now entered mainstream consciousness, mm. there's been a lot of of, of uh, protests even within Spotify. Yep. So, basically, he's he's been in the controversial courts uh, over the past year and a half so mm. i guess this uh, when this came out right it was almost like the people who were already saying that joe rogan shouldn't be spreading vaccine misinformation and all that. it's almost like a win for them la. yeah yeah right yeah, that, right. that you see he got covid of course he'll get fucking covid right because he kept saying oh you know his immunity his immunity that so that was one thing the second thing he actually revealed that he got covid via a video he uploaded on instagram on wednesday la. um oh, and yes. in that video did you watch the video yeah i did i did yeah, so, so he talked about how he just finished a show uh, in Orlando and he had fever and sweat and he knew what was going on. But the next morning, I mean, he, then he moved to a different part of his house away from his family. And then in the morning, in his words, he threw the kitchen sink at it. Like, and he mentioned a whole slew of drugs that he was uh, taking and drips and this and that. And he said by Wednesday, he was feeling okay already. Like. Mm. So that also ruffled some feathers because of the it caused a little kerfuffle because what he prescribed amongst other drugs was also the drug ivermectin, Mm. which has been also a controversial drug in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Its history, I think, is a a drug used for treating horses um, and the FDA hasn't approved it. I think there was just one experiment Mm. where they showed that in a lab it can kill COVID and it became like the drug of choice for people who wanted to to treat themselves but didn't want to take the vaccine. Yeah. So... And then he mentioned other things like monoclonals, as azithromycin, prednisone, vitamins, NAD, IV therapy. Mm. And that, that's what he meant by the kitchen sink. Like. So that also caused some issues because first of all, the fact that he could move to a different area of his house means his house is big enough to have a different area mm. for him and his family. Let's bring out the uh, P the word. Bring he, out the P word. Oh, you mean the... Privilege. The, the pros- prosperity. Eh? No, privilege, privilege. Privilege. He has uh, the, the privilege. The rich. It's class privilege, right? Of being able to, yeah. to move to another part of the house. Yeah, I mean, basically he's loaded, lah, right? Yeah, yeah. And and he also has access to all these kind of medicines. Um, And it just felt like... So that also caused a lot of issues. If he just said, okay, he got COVID, that'll be that. Lah. But the fact that he went to the extreme, uh, kind of against the what a lot of doctors have been saying about don't use ivermectin, mm. that's where it also feels... 
Like, like, how do you feel about that when you saw that and you saw what he said? The, did it sting you in any way or what do you think? Uh, uh yeah. To clarify, Ivan McTin is uh in the deworm is a dewormer for for yeah. uh, animals. So for I horses, feed like that. Right. I also feed some version of that to my dogs, like once. Oh really? Uh, once every a, month or, a, or three months or something like that. There's a human equivalent. It's just that it hasn't been approved for yeah. by the FDA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think the fear is that you know people who listen to Joe Rogan and 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 all listen to all the theories about Ivan McTin and all that. Uh, I think there are tests, but the tests have not been able to be replicated. Uh, you know, by a via scientific method properly la. So there's a fear that people will go and self medicate using like actual horse dewormer or even dog dewormer and stuff like that. La. Um, yeah. So it is quite scary that he did that. But I think also the other thing is like uh, the other stuff that he mentioned, uh, you know, like the, the the drip thing and the the vitamins plus the more. I think the first one, the mo molo molo monoclonal monoclonal, uh, monoclonal antibodies. antibodies. I mean that is all very. Uh, apparently, it is not fully approved by FDA or anything either. Whereas the vaccine has been approved. So so it's it's just quite ironic that you know they, there's so much hesitancy about taking a vaccine that has been proven or at least approved uh, by the authorities to 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 that is meant to help you to fight COVID. But he he yeah. you know he rushes to take the treatment that hasn't actually been approved by anyone yet, lah. Yeah, and and I guess so. Like there's this one video I watched by a YouTuber called Doctor Mike or something. Mm, yep, yep. Um, wait, is it Doctor Mike? Yeah, it's Doctor. Yeah, Doctor Mike. Mike. Yep. Uh. And he he talks very briefly in about five minutes about why Joe Joe Rogan's COVID treatment is problematic, mm. And I mean, even if you don't, you might think, oh, some of them, the some of his treatments make sense and all. His last point was that, um, you know, when you go to a doctor, they mm. always ask you at the end, right? Are you on any other medication? Yeah. Because when medications interact, mm. something can fuck up. Mm. So for Joe Rogan to say throw the kitchen sink at it when it comes to medication, it also feels like, uh, is that the best thing to do? Yeah. Um. Yeah. He might be okay doing it because if he ever needs help, he has access to to resources to to solve whatever fuck up happens, lah. Mm. But but I guess at the crux of it, this whole thing is blowing up because the core question is, um, if he if it was just a dude doing his own podcast with like ten listeners, mm. um, and saying all this, it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Right. Time and again, the issue is whether Joe Rogan has a responsibility. Uh, or moral obligation to 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 not share his opinion, la. Mm, mm. Right, because no, you know, he doesn't work for a for a network or anything. He's not an employee, yeah, exactly, right? He has yeah. an exclusive deal with Spotify, but he's not an employee. So should he be subject to certain protocols, or is he just having a conversation with with his friends and we just uh get the chance to listen in on it, la? Mm, yeah, that's a. I mean, that's a. A tough one, so he will be. He will face criticism, lah, because it's not like I. I guess that the maybe as a listener myself and and someone who gets very frustrated with uh, just just seeing a lot of the the arguments that anti vaxxers make. Uh, I feel that he has access to a lot of things that people don't have. Like he has a lot of money, but more important than that, he actually has access to talk to some of the biggest experts in in in. A lot of different fields in the world, that right? Whether it's, yeah. it's, it's it's electric vehicles or climate change or or medicine or even like someone like Neil deGrasse Tyson, that right? Um, so mm. even after talking to all these people and 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 I assume that they did at some point he's probably he's probably heard the reason why you know vaccines are are important and it's not so much about yourself also it's about about the everyone else and all that. So I'm, still, I'm disappointed that that after all that he's still still chooses to to take that strange route of t- taking ivermectin and all that lah, you know as opposed to yeah. the, the scientifically the, the more scientifically accurate or better uh vaccine lah, right so are you are you disappointed or not in Joe Rogan I am I am yeah because I, I feel like I feel like yeah he is someone that you, you you felt like oh okay this this guy he should he's he's a smart guy he's not a ex- he keeps saying I'm not a, I'm a moron. I don't know anything about vaccination. But the truth is, he 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 has access to all these people, right? Who know a lot mm. more than he does as well. So so I'm surprised that he he, you know, based on everything, he still decided to 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 go down that route of taking the the you know ivermectin and all that. 
Yeah, I'm fucking disappointed because you know how many times in arguments with my friends, mm. I pulled up like a Joe Rogan clip to kind of back me up. Oh. The fucking <laughs> so many times though. So now uh, they, we can they easily... back you up on what? What kind of things? Um, I don't know of the of the of the <laughs> chance, but I've heard amongst friends that me my my referring to Joe Rogan happens a lot, lah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little too much for comfort, lah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And exactly. Yeah, fuck you, lah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but but the, th- the okay the the interesting thing is like you know just now I was saying should does Joe Rogan actually care about the feedback from his fans and whether or not he feels moral morally obligated to do what is like a right la, and I say right in air quotes mm. um, and right now it seems like no I mean his stance on the COVID and the vaccine it's it's his own opinion and he seems to not care about what people say like which to a certain extent is respectable mm. uh, it's just whether or not you agree or disagree uh, but. Do you remember the podcast he did with Jack Dorsey, the CEO yes, of Twitter? Yes, yeah. Yeah, so he did a podcast with Jack Dorsey and it was live stream and by the end of it, um, it was very negatively received. Mm. Uh, I think it's one of the few podcasts by Joe Rogan where even his own fans were kind of saying, yo, um, Twitter was banning uh, right-wing uh, uh, opinion uh, leaders left, right and center while mm. people like Kathy Griffin who, you know, took the picture of Donald Trump's bloodied head on a mannequin or something. Yeah, fake She was head. still allowed on. Yeah. And, and is it Joe Rogan? You had this guy on his show and you never once brought that up. And the week following that, uh, Joe Rogan was actually quite apologetic or quite mm. regretful that he didn't push Jack Dorsey. Yep, yep. And he actually brought Jack Dorsey and uh, someone else from Twitter back mm. uh, to join him and another lawyer guest, I believe. Mm. And they did ask the questions about banning and and um uh the the more questionable practices of twitter like, for like three and a half hours mm-hmm. so when you look at that i think when he did that i was like hey shit actually that's that's cool like, you know like he was called called out and he admitted that he didn't do what his access allowed him to do mm. and he did did uh what felt like okay the uh was a useful uh about turn like. so in this case the fact, like what you said, you know, he can basically even get Anthony Fauci. I think if he wanted, he can get Anthony Fauci on his show. Mm. But he didn't. Mm. So that's where, yeah, it's like, God damn, man. But um, he, uh, and- the, the truth is he has, like, um, even just those conversations that he has with MMA fighters, right? When they talk about long-term injuries that they have and stuff, he he always has some lobang, like some... Like some oh, yeah, German, my buddy, right? My buddy, yeah, my buddy in Germany is doing some platelet treatment, and that that really helps your neck, and it helped me, you know, like and stuff like that, like, And don't know, and you know that they're floating, the floating room therapy, uh, the floating uh tub therapy, and all that kind of stuff, mm. or, or, or you know the one where you you freeze yourself, and I mean he has access to a lot of these kind of different alternative treatments, uh, that are they are that they're unaccessible to most people because of cost, right? So, Mm-mm. even when he says something like, I pumped myself with ivermectin or what, you also don't know whether it's the same thing that, that normal people would have access to, right? It could be yeah, some yeah, special, exactly, exactly. special, special, special cocktail conceived uh, exclusively for him and that would that you know would not have this, any kind of side effects and all that, right? Yeah. So, so it's hard, the, hard to say exactly whether whether you know he uh he's promoting the use of, of all these but but the fact yeah like, the truth is a lot of people will listen to him and assume that he's he's doing what they're whatever they're doing or so like. yeah because the tricky thing is like I don't think there's any other individual who has such a a, a, a product that is media product that is so consumed just in terms of of minutes uh, yeah Cristiano mm. Ronaldo has what two hundred plus followers a million followers on Instagram. Mm. But it's still, you know, like photos and and nothing too controversial or anything. Whereas yeah. Joe Rogan's reach is insane. Yeah. And he can't really be cancelled. Because even if can, uh, Spotify uh, close out and or like destroy his contract, um, is 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 the other other platforms going to ban him? If mm. he wanted to start his own platforms, people will listen to him regardless. I will yeah. still continue to listen to him. So that's why it's very... Oh, because, you know, like... The reason why, say, Channel 5 or free-to-air TV ne- needs to be censored is the fact that, yeah, a kid can turn it on and listen and whatnot, lah, mm. right? Um, but for cable or generally anything that requires people to actively play the video or play the content, you can just tell people, okay, then just don't listen to Joe Rogan, lah, mm. right? Yep. 
Yep. That's right. It's not something you're being force fed. It's not an ad on a bus stop or something. Yeah. 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 And you know the the the, the I guess the other frustrating thing is also that you know that I think the the guy who his producer Jamie, uh very yeah. early on in, in last year, he, he also got COVID already, right? So so oh, is it? Yeah. So it was not like it's not like there weren't there weren't any close shaves for Joe Rogan, right? You know, I mean he he was still going around touring and doing things like that in the last year and a he half. He went to Florida, yeah, yeah where yeah. the so, cases are spiking. Yeah, and UFC and and and, and all that. So, I mean, it's not like he he does he doesn't know of the existence or he you know doesn't interact with people outside and all that. He does like He does a lot, and so it's just the the hesitancy he shows to get vaccinated is even more alarming, right? Wow, so that means now all the times I look I look at people in Singapore and I see. Because I thought he got vaccinated. No, he didn't. Amongst yeah. all my fucking tabs, I didn't <laughs> I didn't find something that said explicitly he did not get vaccinated. Yeah, your tabs. So this have, just changes my whole world, man. Because now whenever I look at people in Singapore, you. yeah, I'm like, okay, why how how are you how is your argument making sense about not wanting to take the vaccine, you know? Uh, but then Joe Rogan, fuck yeah. So so you gotta you're gonna go to your WhatsApp, search Joe Rogan. Anytime any mention of it comes out, you delete, 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 delete for <laughs> delete everyone, delete for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Cover up my Joe Rogan yeah. tattoo, destroy my Joe Rogan t-shirts, or my Joe Rogan notepad paste stickers on it. Yeah, no more man crush really yeah. I mean, I would still listen to his podcast, <laughs> but um, it in some way I think wow, like a uh, yeah. I mean, you you can't wow. Wow, fuck! I can't, I can't talk, man. I can't talk. No, no, talk. but but the, the 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 thing you see, so the thing is, I always, I generally am a bit more skeptical. So I do like his content, but I still am a bit skeptical about him. Take it with a pinch of salt, lah. Yeah, because even no, no, say uh, there's actually another. It's a smaller thing, the UFC uh, community, lah, over the over the last couple of days, but it's it's not mainstream, lah, obviously. But but he, Joe Rogan had been saying, uh, there's basically this particular reporter, a very big MMA reporter named Ariel Helwani, who has been black. Oh, yeah, yeah. He got blacklisted by the UFC many, many years ago for breaking the news about Brock Lesnar joining the UFC, uh, UFC 200, I think. Coming back for UFC mm. 200. So mm. I think uh, he was, uh, that, that particular journalist was blacklisted by Dana White and uh, who is the CEO of UFC. And, and the CEO of UFC, Dana White, he's like, he he just keeps shitting on him all the uh, any opportunity he gets like, you know says he says calls him really mean names and stuff like that in press press conferences and all, uh. But that journalist is is I mean in my eye he's just sort of doing his job lah. He's reporting on what what news he gets or whatever you know if if you know like you know if you hear oh Ronaldo might be moving to Man City you report on that yeah does that does that make yeah. you a bad journalist or anything you know uh it's not like it was a it's not like it was a uh, a press press release that was embargoed or anything, right? It was a piece yeah. of a rumor, something that could be could be interesting news, la. So that was what Aaron Hawani was reporting, la, That Brock Lesnar was coming back for USC two hundred. Uh, but apparently, like Joe Rogan, I think in twenty sixteen or something, he said that he spoke to Dana White and and like apparently the reason was because like there was an embargo on the news and and they they told Aaron Hawani not to not to reveal the news and everything. But Ariel Hawani still went ahead and did it and that's why he got blacklisted. So he's been spreading this mm. about, at least telling people this why Ariel got, got blacklisted. Uh, but mm. just now in this, in 2021, Ariel Hawani has finally said, come out and just directly address Joe Rogan and that that's not true. La. There's no such thing. Nobody from USC told him that he couldn't, he couldn't, he shouldn't report it or couldn't report it. And he was just doing his job as a reporter. La. So, you know, as much as Joe Rogan is, is I, I like his content on that, but but he was also spreading something about you know someone's integrity that that, that probably cost him his career and 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 then you know missed opportunities huh? oh so it just came out like fifteen hours ago huh? yeah 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 so so the the, the fact is Ariel Hawani has been bounced around uh because of his his very his very I mean he's an MMA reporter but he has a very bad relationship with the UFC so it's it's very difficult right you can imagine um so, yeah, so yeah. I mean it's a small thing in the in the you know in in mainstream media because no one not that many people watch MMA but uh, it tells you about you know Joe Rogan he's not a journalist lah, right so he doesn't necessarily go and verify every piece of news that he hears about and he says it to his millions and millions of followers and because because of that it, it feels sounds like it's uh, people think that it's true lah. 
and it might not be true. So, uh, yeah, but it has the capacity, the potential to ruin someone's career. Lah. And I mean, as much as a fan I am of Joe Rogan, I will also say that there are many times when I'm listening to a podcast where he says something that I go like, hmm, really? Because I think the problem is he's also very articulate and mm. very well informed about a whole range of topics. Mm. So, and he's also, he knows how to play the card of like, you know, I'm a, I'm a dumbass. Uh, this is too, this is too complicated for my thick head or something. But he's mm. actually super smart. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess it's just a reminder that as much as you look up to someone and respect someone, um, they, nobody's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you Nobody's you cannot to. you cannot you cannot uh put people up on a mental and you know just just what do you say? A, dream a about becoming a, man, a mental. Not? Uh, oh no no, no yeah, yeah, Usually people say pedest- mental, pedestal la, pedestal but yours mental also can man, man, mental for a man crush <laughs> mental dude mental is okay what it's okay it's okay I'm just saying usually people say pedestal la, but I guess yeah. mental for man crush yeah. Fuck you. Sorry, poetic. <laughs> for a for a creative <laughs> crush. Because because objectively, I mean, look at Joe Rogan. He started off as a commentator on Fear Factor, but now he has reached a point where he has a podcast where he's fucking huge. He gets amazing guests. He mm. also does stand-up comedy with uh and he's up there with the likes of the, the biggest comedians in the world. Yeah. He commentates on USC, which is a passion of his, and like mm. the trifecta which he has built, right? Is fucking impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So from a from a content creator, entrepreneur, business person, like holy shit, man. But yeah. as a purveyor of news, not so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. So yeah, it's just a reminder, everyone, anyone. A reminder. Is- Everyone's that even fallible. us, yeah. even us, we are infallible, as perfect as we sound. Yes, yes, we yes. We are infallible. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. We have our vices. Yes. We say stupid shit. Yes, and we are not medical experts in any way. Yeah. Yeah, and if you go to our Reddit, you can you can see so many instances of people kind of challenging us, which is great. Yeah, correct, correct. Which is great. Yeah. Cool. But, uh, cool, yeah, cool. so, speaking of, uh, yeah, you know, um, we're, we're very puzzled why why Joe Rogan did this. But uh it's not we're not as puzzled about that as we are about the next story la. Or next the next series mm. of stories, la, right? These mm-hmm. mysteries that have been happening uh in Singapore. Very unfortunate but uh mysterious nonetheless. Uh yeah. it's actually I mean the, the the main one is 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 the there was a mysterious circumstances around a, a senior person's death at the Sing Post. Uh, center, which is a dep- mm. uh, department store slash office, lah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shopping mall slash office, uh, in Paya Lebar, the east part of Singapore. Uh, and yeah. what are the mysterious circumstances surrounding this man's death? Uh? Um, I mean, basically, this uh seventy-eight-year-old man had been missing for five days. Um, mm. and his family was was looking around wherever they could to find him, and they couldn't lah. Mm. And like it was so sad, like uh, that on the afternoon of Tuesday, August thirty first, uh, the family was informed that the the man was found, and uh, and he had passed away in a stairwell in Singapore lah. Mm. And it just like just reading the case, it's so fucking sad and crazy because. Uh, he, I think, left the house on Thursday night. Friday night. Uh, Friday night. Friday. Yeah. Friday, yeah. And he he, ne- he didn't return home on Friday night. On Saturday morning, he mm. told his daughter, uh, they had been trying to call him. Uh, mm. And it was only on Saturday morning that he answered finally uh, and told his daughter that his legs were tired and that he needed a lift from Singapore Center. Mm. So when they went to pick him up, they couldn't find him anywhere. And they said they searched everywhere. Mm. Uh, they asked the security staff, but there was no avail. And the next few days, they were just looking wherever they could. Like, they posted on Facebook with a post that got like more than 10,000 shares. Mm. They they post, posted pictures of, of Mr. So, uh, but they couldn't find find him anywhere. And it, I mean, at the end, he was found at the at a stairwell at B3 of Singapore Center, which is apparently a stairwell that is not used often. Mm. And he was lying down. La. And I think now the investigation is going on as to what happened. Uh, I think preliminarily, they say there's no foul, foul play. Mm. But it's just so fucking crazy, man. Mm. Yeah. And uh, the, the, there's, the, yeah, there's a good uh, rundown of everything that happened. Uh, but the, mm. the little, little details about it do send chills down my spine. Uh. Like I think uh, the one was that he, I think on Friday night, he said, he told his family he was going to a relative's wake, uh, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, turns out that that wake had already concluded on Thursday. So, oh, so he was going for a wake that was non-existent, lah. You know, so I, I'm not sure how how where 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 he was thinking of spending the night or anything, lah. Uh, another mm. slightly strange circumstance is that his body was found uh, lying on the ground with all the things neatly placed next to him, lah. Uh, although his mm. son did say that that's very normal because that's how he, uh, at home that's how he is when he goes to sleep or what he likes to put his stuff next to him. So that he knows where they are when he wakes up, and it's easy to get find them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is in the stairwell, in a dark stairwell that in a, on the floor of a car park that's not even not even open to the public, right? Yeah, um, yeah, and and just just the the I mean, you you know Singapore Center, right? Because because yeah. you you live in the east, and and our office our is office the is east. near there, also been yeah. there a lot for meals and everything. Is the is that yeah. is that building re- that difficult to navigate? You know, I actually think it's quite difficult, no, because oh, there's one main yeah. Like you don't think so? I uh, no, I I mean, uh, I mean well, why why do you think so lah? Because like when you walk in, okay, there's one big open area mm. where it's one of those malls where there's a big open area on the first floor, and for one part, all the floors above you can look down into this open area mm. But once you go behind, uh, the network of staircases and escalators is quite confusing la. um, and mm. it's not like one of those malls where the oh, escalator mean, going up and down you are side by side at the back of the mall the, la, right where yeah where at the back of the mall B1, and the, the, even the post office itself right yeah the, and yeah. it's not one of those malls where the, the escalators from one floor to the next are all in the same part of the mm, mall correct, so correct, it's correct. almost like uh, this one is like you have an escalator here you have an escalator there and I've always found it a bit confusing even now when I go to B1, B2 if you throw me in the middle I'll need to walk around to to orientate myself la. that is true so, actually yeah that's true You, I think I think you're right la, that that every time I go to the back of the mall to, to yeah. like buy a curry puff or something it's always like uh, yeah I always get lost la. yeah and even going out to the car park by the escalators and all it's quite confusing and you know that stairwells in malls are always yeah. less discreet than um um escalators la. Yeah. I mean more discreet than escalators. So well, and, and the and thing is like, I, I actually enjoy parking in that car park, you know, like sing post mm. compared to Paya Square or, or, or PLQ. Because I, I feel mm. like uh it's it's uh easier to access. There's less like you know turning round and round and round and all that. Uh compared to Paya Square and and, and, and uh, PLQ mall and all these things. So yeah. um yeah I I'm just like it, it's uh the, the car park I always thought was like uh easier to access than other car parks lah. So so it's quite creepy mm. that that this happened in the same car park. And apparently even the the place where he was found is not the easiest to get to lah. Mm. Um so that's where it's it's so sad but the family did say that he has no history of dementia. Mm. And and I guess why we wanted to talk about it is because at first we were thinking, okay, there's, there's not much to debate here. It's just very sad. But um, I think the, the thing is that it's just, I guess, for everyone to to realize or or just be cognizant that that elderly folk, I think, like, whether or not it's dementia or something, it, I don't know, it, it just it just struck a nerve with me given that he's, he's an old man by himself and found in a stairwell. Oh, even saying it is like, oh, fuck, heart pains, yeah. Yeah, so um, I think someone did bring up a point uh, that that uh, I think this was on Reddit that, uh, you know, in the because of COVID and, and the last two years and everything, most of the, this is one of the major inconveniences that has happened to us that we might not even realize, but it is true uh, that, you know, last time we used to walk freely in and out of malls, multiple entrances, everything, right? So a lot yeah. of the patterns that we get used to in terms of like, oh, I'll just walk through the mall and then I can find the MRT and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of these patterns, have we've have to we've had to unlearn them. La. In the sense that a lot of malls now only have one entrance, one exit. Uh, even, mm. you know, like Plaza Singapura, the car park, only one one or two floors where you can actually enter the building, la, right? Uh, mm-hmm. so, so you've kind of had to unlearn a lot of all these habits and, and muscle memory and, and patterns of where you would park and where's the best place to park. So um, it's just a bit more inconvenient for everyone. But also at the same time, it just um, makes makes everything a little bit more confusing, right? And, and, yeah. and don't say don't say for you know a healthy 20-something, 30-something-year-old person, but if you are in your 70s, 80s or what, it, it might be a, a bigger deal than you think, lah. In that this door, mm. I used to access this door. How come I cannot access it now? 
and then I have to walk around all the way to the other entrance and, and it's just a very big inconvenience for people that cannot be we should not underestimate how it is for people who are less mobile la, right it can be a yeah, lot more exactly. troublesome and I mean you never know I think everyone has has um been at a point where maybe your phone you never charge or something yeah. and if you imagine like a older person I mean like if I think of like my mom sometimes when she doesn't uh, I can't get her on the phone because her phone is dead it, I, fuck, I get fucking worried man mm. and and I think it's only natural and I think now with the population getting uh, more and more elderly on average uh, the fact like what you said these past two years it's, it's we've all had to change the way we live quite drastically and there might be impact like repercussions to that mentally that we only see in the years to come mm. and also the rising cases of dementia around the world i think it's it's getting fucking high it just just felt like wow siala like um yeah it's just it's just a such a sad story and yeah just I'm, i mean like malls malls are something that everyone is familiar with you know you grew up in malls in singapore mm. and i think just the thought that there's someone who passed away in a stairwell mm. it's so fucking surreal man Passed away, but maybe it was in a state of like uh, panic or exhaustion. Oh yeah, that, that's exactly. the panic, crazy exhaustion. thing. Uh, yeah, he did say he was tired also, right? Yeah, so, he was tired. His legs are tired. Of course, he'd been. I mean, he'd been out the whole night. You also don't know where he, where he went and all, right? Yeah. So so it was just. I mean, right now there's there's only that much info. Uh, publicly, I think the family. I can't imagine the fucking trauma they're they're having to deal with now, as well mm. as the mystery that I'm sure they're trying to to unfold mm. um, but yeah I mean even on the Reddit thread like you found are people trying to speculate because there's nothing much to speculate about it like, right I mean you know the usual uh, seventh month and, and all that kind of talk is coming mm. out but I, I always try to look at it like let's just let's not use the supernatural explanation first and foremost and see where whether there's there, there's something real that can be done about it like, whether it's the 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 signs pointing to where something is maybe maybe uh I think the family also said that uh one of the reasons that they kept looking at the toilets was because he has a uh, he has some condition uh prostatitis or something so mm. when he uses the toilet he's generally quite pri- private about it lah and 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 maybe maybe he was urgently trying to find a toilet in the wee hours of the morning and that's why he started to you know dig, like enter doors that that look like they would lead to a toilet or something, like, right? Uh, mm. And in a lot of malls, the toilet is in usually they are behind a, uh, a very heavy duty door and, and stuff like that. Lah. So, um, yeah, man. Yeah, it could have been I an mean, innocent, as innocent a mistake as that. Lah. Like he just walked into a, a, a door, walked through a door thinking the toilet's behind, but then once the door closes, it's one of those uh, locked one way door, like. doors, lah, right? That, that you have to go to another floor in, if you want to get out. Uh, and maybe he was by then too tired to even climb the staircase anymore, and he thought of taking a rest or something. And and yeah, you know, the uh, unfortunate thing is that he was really way too tired already uh, by then. Yeah, I, I guess one of those things that for, like you know, you you see you do see buildings getting more senior friendly. Mm. Uh, and mm. I, I think maybe I don't know how much malls have to adhere to anything. Um, mm. but yeah, even I I've also started looking at like certain accessories like rings or something so that mm. if, if my mom wears it's tied to an app mm. so you can see the heart rate and, and monitor remotely la. yeah and I think just just reading this makes me think oh fuck I gotta get off my ass and settle that man because mm. it's one of those things that feels everybody has has um, knows someone who is getting older and, mm. and just needs to yeah the, the the constant contact I think is an important thing mm. yeah yeah Apple, yeah, Apple air tags man Apple air tags you can tag Apple your mom, yeah, tag your, your mom's ankle with one. Yeah. So, and I mean, like, we don't know what's going to happen. We hope the family is doing okay. We hope this mystery comes to light. But there was mm. also the weird thing. There was another mysterious death that also happened last week. Yes. Um, and this one was, I guess, the cause was a bit more known. Um, it's mm. still tragic. Uh, it is about the this guy who apparently was challenged to swim the Singapore River at two thirty a.m. Uh, before the the seventh month uh, ends, and mm. he drowned halfway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think there was a video that someone was recording. Like yeah. he asked someone to kind of witness it, and he was recording. And after like four and a half minutes, he kind of disappears from sight. And then yeah. a few hours later, he was found and pronounced dead, lah. Mm, mm. 
a bit a bit uh, yeah, so, scary also yeah i mean and this one this one is a bit weird also because he's a he was a member of the paranormal activity group in singapore uh, and apparently it was in someone responded to a video he had put out challenging him to do this because apparently he had done it in the 90s mm. and then he did it and he didn't make it lah so wow oh, this one also is fucks yeah reading it last week was was uh, weird lah yeah yeah God damn so i think i think yeah, like especially during this covid period you know people cooped up too much at home and they they they, they make they might make very strange decisions lah right and you just yeah. need to keep a lookout that that yeah lah they're not they're not putting themselves in any danger lah Yeah, sir. Yeah. Wow. I I think I think this is uh like we uh, like what we've done in the past for episodes that touch on like mental health or anything. We'll put mm. links in the show notes for for numbers or or organizations that you can point people that you know who might be going through something too. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, what wow, is the least we can do? Uh, yeah. Goddamn. But <laughs> on a lighter note, um, we can talk about our you know one short comment. After the last few <laughs> this days. is probably the the saddest, the most somber segue to the one show comment part, man. Yeah, it's hard to have but a segue, lah, right? Yeah, but but I mean, maybe just to give the context of why we wanted to talk talk about that, because normally our second topic is a bit goofier and all that. Mm. But um, mm. in this case, what why did you want to talk about those two topics? Uh? No, I mean because there's a lot of uh, especially the first case of the Sing Post thing. There's a lot of uh, chatter about seventh month and scary and all these kind of things. But uh, mm. if you, if you just really look at sequentially the logic of of what was happening and all, it, it could just be a yeah, like a very sad case of someone who, who you know was 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 looking for a bathroom and then ended up walking to the wrong side of a mall and then getting stuck there and not being able to get help, and uh, yeah, it just reminds you that that COVID COVID, uh, you know the 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 closure of the of a lot of malls and and. And businesses and 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 even just pathways for people to enter and cross and all, uh, can have have kind of some kind of very adverse effects on, on on populations as well, Right, and case in point, mm-hmm. like this, lah. Like where even the security guards probably didn't look to, didn't look to have to check that stairwell because they thought nobody goes there, right? And last mm-hmm. time probably they had to check, but they probably changed the protocol since COVID happened, lah. So so it's just it's just a reminder that yeah, lah. This COVID has had real human uh, impacts on us, uh, not just in terms of the virus, but in terms of the the lockdown as well. Yeah, I think for me it was just that because it concerns the elderly, um, it's just an important thing for all of us to do mm. to appreciate those who are elderly around you. And after this podcast, just go hug them, mm. hug them, and and just be, yeah, just realize that holy shit, life is fragile. Or just call and just call and check on them lah, see how they're doing and all ah. that, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Call yeah. or message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's one person you have you haven't messaged your your mom or your dad or your relative or something, just message them and tell them like, yo, mm. uh, what's up? Just just say that. Yeah. Yo, what's up? Yo, what's up? What's up? Yeah. Okay, cool. Now we can we can bring up the mood with the one show comment. Yes. What Do you is have your yours in front of you? Uh I mean the the I think the one show comment I had was the from um Shah Seven Reefer, I don't know if that mm. seven is meant to be a uh, meant to meant to signify Let's something else, but this was in response to our Zai Smell podcast. He says, well, he just basically says that his girlfriend and him are huge fans of both podcasts, uh, so they're really excited. It feels like a mini Avengers moment where our favorite podcasters are coming together, and I've only listened to thirty minutes of the podcast because I'm trying to savor the content, and and yeah, I was just just uh, appreciate the. That he you know thinks of thinks so highly of of our podcast also, uh. But the funny thing is that the after that, his girlfriend, my pretzel, my pretzel and sushi, uh, responded to him saying he's right. I am his girlfriend. And I like this episode. <laughs> it's very funny. And la, I think we have, yeah. And I think we have spoken about comments by my pretzel and sushi, right? Yeah, yeah, we have, we have definitely long time listener and all. Uh, mm. but yeah, I've also met you know listeners outside who. They run up to me as a couple, and then they're like, you know, we both love your podcast. And I feel that's so awesome uh, that our podcast is almost like um like something that people can uh, couples are uh, even can can sit down and talk about uh, right? Like, mm. like 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 it's a point. It's like something that you actually bring up during your during your dates and all that uh. So we bringing couples together lah. Uh, that's what we, you're saying. Yeah, we are the Tinder of 
We are the audio How t- you know, audio maybe, Tinder. <laughs> maybe they argue because of us. Maybe oh. right at this point, something we said yes. has, is there, there's a couple arguing right now about the things we have said like in this podcast. Chinese privilege. Then, huh? If I think about Chinese privilege right now. <laughs> yeah, now you Chinese married privilege also. <laughs> yeah, and first child and first child, first time father privilege and all that as well. Yeah, first time partner privilege, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, no possible, possible. Uh but but no like, I I mean generally I find um yeah, I've only heard couples give us good comments. If you if you are a couple who listens to our podcast and you've ever quarreled with one another because of a podcast, please let us know and tell us why. Very, very interested to find out why. Yeah, because we know there's a couple who listen to our podcast during foreplay, so we know definitely we're bringing people together. <laughs> definitely bringing people together. Yeah, 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 definitely. Right. <laughs> yeah. And what is your one-shot okay, comment? Cool. Uh, my one-shot comment is a comment by... Rosaisen, R O S Y C N, and it's just um, the comment is I had to stop this podcast. This was our podcast about PM Lee uh, and his comment about Chinese privilege, and mm-hmm. the, um, the person says they had to stop this podcast and dash here to point out that when Terence and Harish were talking about how Tan Boon Lee can serve at Harish's wedding, donning a bright yellow vest, mm-hmm. that literally made me laugh out loud on the bus on the way to work. <laughs> Picturing that scene made my morning. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think that was one of my favorite moments from that podcast as well. So, yeah, yeah, good yeah. to know that it made you laugh that hard. Because uh, it was That's a great, real, hopefully. It was a real, it's a real, uh, it, I mean, it's something that started as a joke, but then it seems like a lot of people think that it's a great idea, like, right? It's a fucking great idea. Yet another <laughs> great idea that has uh, that has been incepted during this podcast that yeah. none of the government ministries will listen to. Yeah, none of them. What to do, what to do. <laughs> but yeah, that was great. Yeah. Cool. cool. All right, now the final segment, the one shock thing. Yes. Uh, yeah. Let me go and, first. And I think yeah, I've yeah. been waiting a long time for, to, for this one. Um, mm. But uh, I mean, as you know, I, I, I made a lot of a big hoo-ha about the Paralympics uh, recently, right? Mm. About mm. Yip Pin Siu and everything. Um, uh, the, I mean, the, she has won another gold in the 50-meter backstroke. Mm. But... Um, the, the one thing that I wanted to point out wasn't her performance again, but this other epic performance by a Paralympian uh, in table tennis, and not Singaporean, la, but his name is... Uh, wait, let me pull... I, I got his name here. Ibrahim. Um, I mean, I, I think you, you you might have heard of it. Do you hear of it already? Yeah, I think I have. Uh, shit, where's my... How come I can't find it? Uh yes, this is a Paralympian who is who is uh playing playing for uh Egypt. Uh he's playing table tennis for Egypt. Ibrahim Hamad Tu, H A M A D T O U. I hope that I'm pronouncing that correctly. But he mm-hmm. is a table tennis player who plays without arms. So how does he play mm-hmm. table tennis, you know? And um at first I saw the headline, I was like, oh, okay, I I mean it's just another just another like pretty amazing athlete but literally just watching it then I realized oh shit I I don't even know how he's going to serve the ball at that instant because I remember I I sat down to watch it with my wife and she was like she was like "Uh, but he's not able to serve right and then he actually uses his toes to serve the ball so Mm. to throw out the ball in the air and then and then hit the ball and he still manages to put some top spin on the ball which is damn amazing so yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah, I think I feel like if you if you find yourself complaining about anything in life today, like you know, oh, I'm so tired, I've had a rough day, you know, I couldn't do this, could that, you know, I say put that privilege aside, and watch some people who are like making the most out of a, you know, a tough situation. Uh. and this guy and like, is a real hero, wow. like Ibrahim Muhammad too. Like I don't I don't care whatever position he ends up, just the fact that he's there is just inspiring, man. Yeah, and I mean, he, he can actually play. Like, he's yeah. not just like a token um, a participant or something. He can actually play, he can return, he can rally. Because yeah. I saw that, I was like, oh my God. And apparently he lost his arms during a childhood train accident. So, he oh, wasn't shit. born without limbs. He was born able-bodied and then he lost his arms. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, just... I'll put a link to the video because I think just watching... You have to watch it to really appreciate uh, the intricacies mm, mm, mm. of it la. it's not something that I tell you you will feel like oh it's particularly interesting la. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's yeah crazy. Um, 
So, I mean, mine is also something uh, shook in the world of sports. Mm. Um, but uh, I know the last episode or the episode before that, you mentioned that your one shook thing was that Cristiano Ronaldo is coming back to Manchester United, right? Yep, yep. Okay. So, so the past few days, I've just been re-watching videos of Cristiano Ronaldo and all the highlight clips. And I saw this one video called The Evolution of Cristiano Ronaldo at Manchester mm, United. It's mm-hmm. a 15-minute video that basically tracks how from the time he joined Menu at 2003 as a young 18-year-old to the time he left as the world's best player, right? It mm. just talks about his arc. La. And I mean, if you haven't watched Ronaldo or you you kind of forgot how amazing he was back then, I, I think that video is fucking great la, because it covers the aspects of the controversy he was involved in at the 2006 World Cup when he was kind of winked when Ro- his teammate Wayne Rooney got sent off uh, for England and how the whole of England hated him the, the season he came back and they were booing him but that was also the start of the 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 the, the Cristiano Ronaldo that we all see these days la. and mm. oh, it's just it's, it's just fucking exciting it's such a nice story and and uh, I was uh, less of a fair weather fan back then so I was quite hardcore back then and I remember mm. just watching all those games and it just brought back a lot of memories la. and I think even a mm. neutral person watching it right to see him go from how he started to how he ended up, wow, it's amazing. La. It's yeah, I, I can't wait to actually find out what really happened behind the scenes. Uh. There's a lot of uh, speculation that that uh, they were trying to, you know, like, uh, oh, I don't know which way, la, like Man City was trying to trying to f- fake interest in Ronaldo so that Man U would buy an aging player at a very high contra- uh, high price and everything. Uh, mm. and then vice versa about, about they wanted to s- smoke Man City that, that there was a chance that Ronaldo would join them when actually there was zero chance and things like mm. that. Mm. So I'm sure there's a bigger story behind it. I think Ronaldo's uh, Ronaldo's manager is very famous for for uh, being very shrewd, right? This mm. George mm. Mendes. That is true. So so it's, uh, let's, yeah, let's, we can't wait to see what, what will happen. No? Yeah, man. September yeah. 11th. That's the first game Man U against Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. God damn, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. But yeah. Cool, cool man. All right. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. And we will talk and to you again talk soon. Talk to y'all soon.